I'm going to I'm going to start now. I'm Patrick. This is Will and I'm Chris and we are guys with issues. We did them. So did <laughs> Uh, today we're going to talk about Iron Man Extremis, but before that, we're going to talk about something. We don't know. We're trying to figure it out. Well, <laughs> we're talking about so, Cotton Eye Joe. I think I'm going to start looking up recipes to try to make some like uh, spaghetti sauce in my Instant Pot. No, oh, there so you go. So I can get ah. spaghetti sauce with no sugar and stuff in it. I've never thought about hmm. using an Instant Pot for sauces. Yeah. That's, that's a good idea. That's kind of what I'm thinking about doing. Hmm. Plus... It's probably. Do you do you think it takes like all the same prep work? I don't, or like I don't I don't hmm. think so. That'd be interesting. Yeah, you're gonna have to tell me how that goes. Yeah, or I'll just invite you over some sketty. That's true. Oh, we'll have another sketty night. Another sketty night. I haven't made mine in a while. I should do that. I agree. <laughs> you're like. Are yeah, we are we about to have a sketty off? No. No, no Chris would there'd be no hands down. stop that. <laughs> no. You know, the only reason I even started making homemade spaghetti sauce was because of you. Because <laughs> you wanted it for your birthday during our game nights. I didn't even say homemade. Well, yeah, was that was the like, discussion. I spaghetti. Well, no, no, no. We had a discussion because you asked me. You were like, do you use oh. jarred sauce or do you make your own? And I said, well, I just make use jarred. And you're like, oh, dude, it's so much. It's You're like, I started making my own. It's incomparable. And I was like, what? There's no way. So I did it, mm-hmm. and it changed my life. Right. <laughs> and it changed my children, because <laughs> now they're like, we can't have spaghetti <laughs> that's normal. <laughs> it's got to be dead's now. It's like, uh, they they still eat the jar stuff. Yeah, I'm sorry. I put that burden on you. Yeah. The burden of being known to I've, make delicious right. spaghetti sauce. It's a burden, I mean, man. I'm it does you. take like two hours to do, though. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. Up. Grown-up nerd mom would always make uh, spaghetti with homemade sauce. Dude. It was always good. It's so much better by once you do way. it. By the way. And by the way. Where's our pie? <gasps> I forgot about it this weekend. Oh, no. I literally just thought after I said nerd mom, I'm like, oh, no, pie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, yeah, we are having uh, my sister's uh, birthday dinner. Yeah. Tomorrow or something? Tomorrow, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, eat the pie for me then. Yeah. Just tell her to make an extra. And we'll meet this week to eat pie. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> we all live close enough. I work close enough. Right. Right? Yeah. This will work. Sure. Just tell her to make an extra pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she's From making. our sponsor. <laughs> the pie, pie rates of the crust to be in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, Shout the, out the the it's guys with issues official Instagram sponsor <laughs> pirates of the crust to be in uh, providing sustenance in the form of pie. So yeah, I'm gonna try to do start doing that. Um, Let me start getting a pie list around for her. my well, Georgia. Wait. My Georgia friend has a recipe that 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 I'm gonna try first. I might doctor it a bit, but like one that you've had that you thought was good or yeah. just a recipe they like did you try it yeah while i was down there cool yep. you got it and you thought it was pretty good but it's... you want to tweak it with like your seasoning thing that you yeah do? i was nice. thinking put the seasoning thing in there and um garlic 
It doesn't have garlic? No, because her husband is oh. yeah. a vampire. It's a vampire. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that bites. Call him, <laughs> yeah. Call him Nostradamus. I got a oh, pun man. in this time. You did. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Chris. Oh. Set it up. Knock it down. <laughs> Could have said sucks, but... <laughs> Yeah, bites, bites uh, but I thought yeah. bites was I. I went yeah. with bites. It's good. <laughs> uh, I had to get on. I it's, it had been a while since I had a pun. I think sure. for the show. I so. don't know. I that was a good one. Will definitely doesn't know. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, he w- wouldn't know at all. Right. It would take him hours of actually listening to the pun. Right. Right. <laughs> days at this point <laughs> uh yeah i got i got i got a little catching up to do dude that's true it would take him literal days at this <laughs> literal point days at this point. To catch up. <laughs> <laughs> you are behind uh a little, a little we'll see we'll give a february update that'll be that'll be like a donation level once we, you know, when, when we do Patreon, Make, it'll be like, Will has to listen to an episode <laughs> people will pay to make you listen. And then you have to share your thoughts. You have to share your thoughts on an episode Ding. you created or helped create. <laughs> right. It's like, but he said it in A the book one. Report? What do you just have? remember, in the, one, uh, in the one issue, he says that... He, it's like listening to a totally separate podcast because he doesn't remember it. No, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it doesn't like it'll be fine. He, he can give opinion. He'll be like, "Man, those guys didn't know what they were talking about." <laughs> <laughs> uh, It'd be fun to do to go like we do this for a while to go back and listen to our ding. early episodes. Eh, fun. I don't know. If fun is the right I, word for that. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm gonna have to do that at some point anyway to keep finding cut material. <laughs> I'm going to be wading through. The, the problem is I'm going to be like, did that make it into the... And then I'll have to listen to that. <laughs> oh, no. What I'll do is I'll just have to stack them. I'll put the edited episode Ding. in the editor, and then I'll put the unedited one, and I'll just mute mute them when they don't match up and get it to where I'm like, okay, that was in, that wasn't. I've, oh, I think I pulled that one before. Did I use that? No. What about you, Will? You thinking about what, making sauces in an Instapot? Nope. You nope. think you could make jams? That would be Maybe. easy. No, it, that makes you... sense because uh, it, an Instapot's just a pressure cooker. Yeah. And like true. when you do jam, like if you can it and stuff, a lot of times you use a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. Like you can at least if you, well, you can if you can, right? Right. Um, you can, can. But... Yeah, so I'm sure there's like jam. I bet there's recipes for all that stuff. Probably. I bet there is. Do you have an Instapot? Got a Crock-Pot. That's totally different, but it's still a pot. It's the the slow version of the Instapot is really what it is, right? Sure. You can make similar meals, but they just take many more hours. Right. (laughs) Which isn't always a bad thing. You get like a nice piece of meat or something, put it in there, let it cook nice and slow. Right. Yeah, the Instapot does that too. It just does it in less time. But is it as good? Some sometimes, sometimes yeah. Oh. I've made pork butt in one before, and it still tore apart. Did you get a butt shovel to get it out? Oh, why did you? <laughs> you, Patrick, is the one that just said that. <laughs> and he, he's, dude, you've only taken like two sips of alcohol. <laughs> 
wow, the world has been turned on its head. That's it. Something's happened. I don't know. Reality's broken. The simulation's down. <laughs> Reboot this. this out. Good job, Pat. I'm proud. Uh, <laughs> uh, he just channeled Will, and he used willpower in that comment. Yep. Oh, man. No, that's a good idea. I'm going to have to look up sauce recipes. Like, just yeah. like, I always think of it, because you do meals, and you do, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, my wife likes to use it for meat, kind of like a crock pot, mm-hmm. um, because she can do it in a lot less time. She can she can just be like, okay, I'm going to make that, but I don't have to prep it as early. I've been told that a real game changer in cooking are actually the larger air fryers. Dude, I got one. I have one with like a rotisserie. Yeah. They're amazing, dude. My cousin says that he loves taking pork chops and putting them in there. Oh, that's a good idea. And then you get like that nice crisp on the outside, but it's still like nice and juicy on the inside. He says it's very much like a restaurant quality pork chop. Yeah. So it's something him and his wife do now because he's I older mean, now his kids are out so it's just the two really it probably depends on the restaurant my uh my air fryer even has like a broiler setting and different things. yeah i have a like, smaller one mm-hmm. is so it one I'm, with the basket yeah yeah so, so mine has like trays and all kinds yeah, of I've stuff looked at those. they're we they got one on that auction site man oh yeah. the one that, that uh, my wife spent like 80 bucks and it retailed at like $400. I know Costco had one on sale last year at Christmas time. One of the big one, ones? One of the big ones that had like the trays, like the so, oven type. Yeah, I don't know if uh, either of you have messed with, but uh, like the new ovens have an air fryer setting. Oh, oh I really? would have to buy a whole new oven. Right. I'm actually probably need one here soon. My <laughs> Which oven, I don't know how my well oven's works. new enough that it has one of those with like the cuz there's like a convection. F- no, cuz that's the isn't that the one that boils water really fast? No. That's induction. That's induction. That's induction. We're my, talking about ovens, not I ranges. think yes. Uh I think my oven does have a convection. I okay. it is a convection so oven. It has, so it it, it, it can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't but, think that's an air fryer. I think no, but it would else. be similar to that. It would have to be. I don't know how it works. I've just seen them. Like when I was Dude. looking at uh, appliances for the new house, mm. I was I was like, they can do air fryer stuff in there, and I'm like, I wonder how that works. I, I don't know if it'd be as good though. I can't. The, I don't the know size and volume. I would still just want to be able to. Th- the nice thing about the air fryer is you don't have to mess with the oven though. No, I understand. <laughs> But I guess on the, on the flip side is you, you have more countertop space, which I think is what they're going for as like a selling point. It's like, oh, Maybe. you don't need more than one appliance. Maybe. That could be. I don't know. I don't know either. Hmm. 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 Very interesting. One other thing I'm really inter- interested in getting. And another thing. And another. <laughs> those uh, Traeger, <laughs> well, there's other. Oh, those pellet, grills? The, the pellet, pellet smokers. Oh, yeah. That's what, Joe has one of those. Like the nice ones you can control with your phone. Yeah, and, yeah. dude. His yeah, like his has like the dial box and like all yeah. Of that. I think I've seen it in his garage, and it is. They make delicious. these. They make like a. a it changes the way that you grill, man. Pat, this is I've heard of them that is more of like up to pat speed, where you can just like put the pellets in, turn it on, and then you have your phone, <laughs> and you can just sit yeah. inside and control it with your phone, and your phone will tell you when it's done. My dad has one of those. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you have to set it up for him? I helped. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mr. IT on the case. Uh, no, that makes delicious dude, stuff. Dude, oh. it's like, it's, yeah. so you don't even have to try. Like, yeah, it's like cheating. You don't even have to marinate and stuff. Like, it's the way it... it yeah, but if you do... Then it's, it's crazy. It's so much better. Well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. Anyway. Anywho. I think that's enough. This has gone on long enough. <laughs> <laughs> and here uh, you were worried. Uh, yeah, it's true, right? Uh, that's the problem, though, is if we don't have planned content, then sometimes it just goes, it goes, it goes. And I still have to edit it down. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of it. A lot of it gets edited out <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> that, is, that is a true statement. Sometimes we edit out a little bit. Sometimes we edit out a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of it. I really think I'm going to start that's using so, a lot of it. That's fine. <laughs> in my everyday that, life. If anybody, says, if anybody makes a comment, just, just let them know it was me, that I was... <laughs> That I was the originator. That sounds like it'd be a, an end clip that he does. Sometimes we edit out a little bit. Sometimes we edit out a lot of it. Uh, uh, shoot. Whatever. So did you write a synopsis or are you free, I'm, freewheeling? Because of the oh, incredible no, no. feedback I received. <laughs> we're going to freewheel it. <laughs> because free- our... Wheel it. He's free, free willy. Right. Yeah, yeah. But uh He's doing free willy style. No, 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 no. Our fans. Did you think that too? <laughs> I did. I did. Uh. Okay. Did you get that joke? He's too young. Nope. <laughs> He's too young. <laughs> Oh, it was a Will Smith Pol- reference. Big oh. Will, Big Willie style. Oh, okay. No. I have no idea. That's all right. <laughs> we were getting jiggy with it. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Is this some Fresh Prince reference? No, or? this is. Po- <laughs> oh, now that's even more disappointing. <laughs> okay, synopsis will. All right, synopsis will. Freestyling over here. <laughs> this week we read Iron Man Extremis, is how I read it. Extremis. Whatever. Same word. <laughs> we follow Tony Stark, but this isn't the Tony Stark that we know from the movies. This is more of a watered down version. So he's not like the I am Iron Man guy. He's actually secretly Iron Man. We don't have Pepper Potts. He's still a billionaire. He's not as witty. But we're just kind of bleeding into my uh, impressions of him here. So the story follows him as he's investigating this. uh, Or he got a call from a friend that he met at a conference who had a uh, super soldier serum, quote-unquote, stolen from her research lab. And yeah, he fought, he uh, shows up, helps her. We get to see these, uh, you know, cool Iron Man moments. Cool Iron Man moments. Yes. 
Oh, it <laughs> happened again. We did not interrupt you this time. I know. <laughs> we were being very good. We were. I noticed. We were trying to help you. Okay, you were talking yeah. about us, the stolen serum, though. Yes, the stolen serum. <laughs> I, I, I had it all thought out. <laughs> And I practiced it all this morning on the drive over. This is because of Christoph and Heather. It is. <laughs> I'm like, I should probably also write this ago, down. months ago, they had to tell him. They... <laughs> I thought I could try it again. <laughs> it's okay. Yep, that's what happens. All right. Well, I guess we got to get into it now, huh? So, uh, anyway... I think what you meant to say is it gets stolen and given to some terrorists, and then those terrorists create a terrorist yeah. event where uh, Iron Man then tries to intercept them and gets a beat down and almost dies. And then he mm-hmm. gets some serum himself and goes and gives his own beat down. And that's basically the story, right? That's, that's, your, yeah. son- that's your synopsis. <laughs> basically. Uh, so I got you. I, I only picked up the end, right? That's... Uh, trying to trying to help um anyway so overall opinion what'd you guys think structure steve is here so uh, we're gonna start back. with our generalized thoughts i mean it was all right it was kind of blah wow i honestly thought you both were gonna enjoy it a lot like i expected uh, this <laughs> i kind of felt guilty because i was the one who was like oh we should read iron man and then i read it I'm like this is gonna i think I'd have never read an Iron Man comic that I didn't think was kind of blah. That's why the movies made such a big difference. Nobody, okay, I can't say if there are any Iron Man fans listening to this. I know there are some of you out there, okay? But I'm talking before the movie in 2008. Like, the reason they chose him is because he was a character where they're like, well, we can't use any of our known people. Let's use Iron Man. And Robert Downey Jr. just happened to be like the living version of Tony Stark. Yeah, he did. That's <laughs> true, right? I also think the first movie's armor was based on the Extremis armor it design. It looked like it, um, except for that one title page where the illustration, it had like these insane cheekbones. I think it was either five or six. I don't remember that. I'm like, what is going on with his face? <laughs> I think think well there were a couple times the art was cool though like uh, it had it had some moments that had like an interesting look to it so they definitely went for more of a realism very much so which you did, didn't you didn't like which did lead to some cool moments the one thing that consistently would throw me off are people's faces they weren't always consistent looking to me yeah they were there were a couple like, times where tony looked like way different yeah like they just couldn't did you guys read any of the director i skimmed skimmed through i didn't read much of it but one thing i did see was that this artist at the time um was and some of his splash pages are like stuff that got made into posters and stuff later Mm. i think but uh but one of the things that i thought was interesting was that this was where digital art was becoming more emergent um, because this Hmm. is years ago. Extremist came out like early 2000s. I did see... This is pre-Civil War. 
Okay. I did um, see, I think there was an ad for Iron Man 2. The movie in the it? The movie in one of them, because it had like a movie poster looking page. I did, but I think that wasn't, I don't think that was an ad, because that was in the director's at bonus stuff, um, which came out later. So I don't know, yeah, it could have been about the movie, but I'm guessing it's around the Iron Man 2 release time. Um, when I they think it was the director's I cut. Think it was bef- yeah, when they maybe when they reprinted the director's yeah. stuff. Um, Extremis was pre Civil War era uh, Marvel, and so uh, yeah, that was like when I was in high school is when mm-hmm. this came out. I think, um, I think, I you know it would say if we just looked at it. Nah. Um, Google, but uh, Warren Ellis, the writer, ha- is known for uh, several things. Um, like the authority and metropolitan or transmetropolitan is that what it's called uh but anyway like he has a very specific kind of writing style and i don't think it's always very exciting originally published 2006 six. Oh, so i what extremis was yep oh i was off so it was two years before the first movie but i had graduated high school by then okay hmm <laughs> Hot Will had did not. Will. I had not. <laughs> We've established that you are the youngest. <laughs> Were you in high school? I would have been twelve. Oh, that makes me feel old. <laughs> well, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're packing up. We're done. Uh, so, but you guys, so you guys weren't guys huge fans of, of it. No, I was not a huge fan of it. Mm. Yeah, me neither. I mean, there were. I can't even really justify it. The story was very basic Iron Man. Like, he shows up, gets beat down. <laughs> kind of a very, like, uh, you know, minimalist story. Very Iron Man. He shows up, gets beat down, gets an upgrade, goes back, whoops and butt. And yeah, the retelling it. of his origin in this, I think, was was the inspiration for the origin in Iron Man 1 that they did. Yeah, which I guess the movie kind of changed some stuff. Well, yeah, but the... I mean, I guess we didn't get a full, the full story of the retelling of his, you know, origins, but... Yeah, because the original comic came for him came out in like the 60s. Yeah. Like the original origin, but it, and it obviously wasn't like Al-Qaeda and stuff. Like they changed that for yeah. the modern time, but... Right. <laughs> fun interesting i really i genuinely thought you guys would have different feedback than this uh, i thought pat would be going off right now about the science i was reading it I'm like uh oh, pat's gonna have a brain aneurysm when he's reading this kind of weirdy junk science maybe that's why i brought up the butt trouble because your brain didn't because of brain aneurysm <laughs> <laughs> You made me read Iron Man, and I had a brain aneurysm. <laughs> no, uh, I just, I don't know. The story didn't really. It was kind of blah. Was, it was kind of blah. It was, it wasn't. I mean, I think it would have been more interesting if it was more of like a biology versus technology thing, but it was more of a. Technology versus technology. Technology versus technology, but different and technology. They, was, they kept trying. I don't know if they were trying to what like message they were really I trying to yeah, send exactly. with the there guy because no... the, the the main bad guy was very like uh 
very separatist. He was a uh, kind of like part of this like uh, extremist group, and he was trying to take down the White House, and he thought that things were better back in the old days, and he was trying to defend the KKK. Yeah, that like one he, scene with a well, girl in the street. He's running three hundred miles an hour. He sees a girl in the street, stops. They complain about the KKK. He kills her and then just keeps going. It's like here's what, what my question is. My question is, you know, they the whole point towards the end, you know, Tony says it that the reason that he felt like he had to stop him is because he could have been him, right? Like that's what he basically yes, says. That's what he basically like. Says. You would mm-hmm. like if I would have made vengeful decisions. This is who I would be, or sure. something. But and they show you like the background where you know his moonshiner or whatever they like family of oh, of criminals. Yeah. His criminal family gets gunned down by like the FBI or something. I thought they were gonna do more with that. Like really, I'm like, okay, like, here we go. Now we're starting to hit some emotional beats. Yeah, but here's my problem. And so then, you see that he had this like tragic childhood trauma where he sees his family gunned down before him, and he blames the government being bad guys. Okay, and then later you're like, okay, so they're building some sympathy. They're gonna, which I I have talked before. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on this podcast. I cannot recall. Um, but I don't think that you always need sympathetic villains. I don't think they always help your story. Um, you can just have people who do bad things cause that does happen. Um, some people have evil drive and desire. Like it's, it's sympathy is fine. That's fine. There's a place for that. You can tell really complex, really interesting stories in the grays. Mm-hmm. You can. Um, but I think there are stories that are good in both camps. I think it's okay to have good versus evil but i also think if you're trying to tell certain types of stories you know the gray area is good but my problem was i was like okay they spent you know several pages in one issue establishing that he has this motive because of what happened to his family and you're and i felt like we were trying to be a little sympathetic with him because he had this terrible childhood trauma of being raised in a criminal family of like something it's they they seemed southern or something yeah, like that I maybe think, maybe, maybe th- drugs or moonshine or something or maybe they were robbers some whatever like uh, faction group like some militant. kind of militants yeah. um and they get chased down and shot in their own home as they're opening the door and all this stuff mm-hmm. and i'm like okay why would you then have that exchange with the girl outside because it takes away all of the sympathy you had for him (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah because all of a sudden he defends the kkk as being like good people and then she's like i'm sick of hearing people talk about christian blah 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 because the kkk does like you go to their website they look like a religious organization it's absolutely bonkers um thank you superman for trying to fight the kkk he did (laughs) he did do that so thank uh, you superman thank you superman um but but you have this moment, and she's even got like a swastika uh, on a on a U.S. flag, kind of being like, "Yeah, you know, you don't trust the government; they're all a bunch of fascists and stuff." And you think that they're going to kind of establish either her as some kind of support for him in this moment, or like to give you a little bit more about him. And instead, he says something. She's like, "You're a creep. Get away from me!" And he kills her. Yep. Like, he's, and I'm like, "Okay, so you." You don't want any sympathy. So 
Disney Plus in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, created this terrorist organization that kills innocent people. Mm -hmm. And then in the end of the show, they're almost like, hey, you know, they had a point. They weren't really bad guys. They just... And I'm like, no. (laughs) If you Um, commit acts of terrorism and kill innocent people, like you bomb a building that has people that never did anything and you're just like yeah stick your finger to the man and then you're like oh but it's tragic because the government did this to these people but you're like yeah but those weren't even the people that they killed they killed like the janitors and stuff you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like that's a terrible way to try to have a sympathetic villain Mm -hmm. i thought that felt like it fell flat on its face anything positive that i thought of that show which was very little anyway it was super bland it was very much like this comic right super bland uh, just a, the, one of the biggest disappointments for me of any of the marvel stuff i ever bothered to watch on disney plus because anyway um and this was like that to me except the opposite like they gave you Something that you're like, maybe you could be sympathetic, but he did, and he kills what it looks to be a bunch of politicians. He goes to like a, a court kind of building. It's like a municipal building. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the FBI and again, headquarters. But again, killing innocent people too. People yeah. just doing their jobs. But you're like, okay, but then you see his background, and you're like, or no, right before that, right before that, it's before, yeah, because he's oh. in the back. Of, is it or no? That's right before Iron Man attacks because he's in the back of the van. Yeah. Um. So they've committed this act. Then you see the background, and you're like, okay, I'm seeing his motivation. Am I supposed yeah, to be he, sympathetic he, because he's like he, psychologically like traumaed? But then he does the thing to the girl, and it's like, why did I need to know his motivation at all? He's just a exactly, terrible yeah, dude. He right. he, like, he attacked the FBI headquarters in Texas because his parents were killed by the ATF. Is that what it was? Because his dad got caught trying to buy guns, which is why I think he oh, was part of Oh, that's what a, it was. That's what it was. He was trying to buy. Sorry. Yeah. He was, I think, which is why I think he was part of that same So you never remember group. anything Until, about yeah. this, but you always remember the details of the comic that don't I don't. ask why this happens. I don't remember any of the comic. De- I remember the story. And like specific things like that, but I don't remember the details. And you always remember the details. I wish it come in, came in handy in everyday life. <laughs> but I do but rely on you like in these moments. You're right. They were like gun running. They were yeah. like buying illegal firearms or yeah. something. Which, and it was probably a militant group then. Yeah. Yes. So Okay. And then the guy, instead there of going go. to a there hideout, go. Go. just went back to where all of his family was. To his house. Sure. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm here. They were following me. He's like, why did you go home then? <laughs> Bad criminals, man. Bad. Bad criminals. As a villain, I give him a one. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't understand what they were trying to do. Um, The story, though, was just Tony Stark trying to... Find his way. Find find redemption from all the weapons that he had designed and built and and all the people that, that died because of them. Yes, because he couldn't, he was at a point, it's that whole thing about he couldn't look himself in the mirror, right? right? Like, because he didn't believe he was really making the difference that he thought he should be. Right. But that was exactly the same thing that the woman, Maya, Maya, whatever her name was. Yeah, Maya. Maya was going through, and he was just like, yeah, no, you don't get the same chance I do. You just, you get to go to jail. But, well, I mean, she went to jail because she willingly 
gave a terrorist okay. organization. No, <laughs> Let's can, just talk about how that came out of left field. They see, did zero set like I disagree. Yeah, I disagree I, too. I like the setup to that being the reveal of what she uh, has the key card. Yeah, I didn't think that was that bad. I think it was intentional. I don't think they just made it up on the spot. I think they planned that. Right. I do too. Okay. Any, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was actually one of the only parts I liked in the comic. I know, right? <laughs> I like that I you're like, like, that bar was dumb. It, <laughs> like her motivations of like, oh, they were going to cut my funding. It's like you couldn't have just. They had already cut her funding. Yeah. It wasn't they were going to. They had already done Let me it. just release this out into the wild and see what happens. That's That'll work out I well. I mean, yeah. That's, it's, it was a field test for her. It's like that doctor from Nightfall that we didn't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Also, this the medical, the one that's like the patents and all right. that. Remember? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you guys, but this one also felt kind of empty. Like there were almost no. You mean the panels? The panels were kind of like there was no other characters really. There was, you know, Tony Stark. I agree. There was his lady friend, Maya, whatever her last name was. Whoever his secretary was. His secretary, the main villain, and Sal. Sure. And then, like, the, a bunch of other unnamed, like, his board members, but, like, of, like, main characters, there's only, like, four or five. Yeah. And I'm just like, he, di- he didn't go talk to anybody else? <laughs> no, he's Tony Stark. Although yeah. he was not... Uh drinking in this one so well he had given it up i know yeah. that was from another story arc that i had listed and, he, and considered suggesting called demon in a bottle that's another famous one so oh, i yeah. want you guys to know that extremis is literally considered one of the must read iron man stories so the wow. fact you feel about like this just know this is how i feel every time i think oh, do we need to read iron man <laughs> i think we because need to, i just don't think he's that compelling we can just I shelve don't. it <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, all we're gonna the just Iron Man just gets Man. deleted out of the list. Uh, like clearly, he didn't breach into Will's top. He Which I thought he would. Cause, uh, so did I. <laughs> I'm just like, I thought he was going to, like, his personality was going to be more like Star Lord. Yeah, no, it was. But, very... like, it was so it was... watered down and bland. I don't. I don't think it was bland. I don't know if it was watered down and bland. I think they were just trying to go for too realistic. But that's what that's more of what this comic, like Iron Man's comic is kind of like Green Arrow, where Green Arrow's usually like humanitarian and it's very like liberal and they want to point out all of these social issues. Iron Man's is very much about like corporations and military and things like that. Yeah. Like that's just that's who he is. That's who his comic character is. You just don't have Robert Downey Jr. driving him. Yeah, I mean, he did. He was, you know, witty and had <laughs> <But> character. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. This, this guy didn't make a single joke at all. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Usually you don't. Mm, I'm just saying, like, the Marvel movies all have this... Okay, not all. Many of the Marvel movies have a similar tone and have that, like, constant bantery feel, especially the la- the latter ones. The very early yeah. ones weren't all like that. Um, but, but, like, I mean, comics sometime, aren't like that, necessarily. Like, I mean, that, Blue Beetle did it well. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, pulled it off. Well, Guardians so, really... Yeah. 
so I feel like this was trying to go and have the same tones as the Constantine. More one. of a gravitas. Right. That we read. But I don't think it nearly pulled it off as nearly as well. Yeah. yeah it, the stakes weren't really there because it's like, oh, they're, he's going for the White House. And it's like, who? Oh, well. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and like he never gets close to the yeah. White House. Like it isn't like. I, especially traveling 300 miles yeah, an 300 hour. Yeah, 300 miles an hour. From <laughs> Texas. And he had 24 hour head start. And then Tony just like blinks. Yeah. Well, Tony do- flies much faster than 300 miles per hour yeah. in his Quinjets. Well, that might be true, but he was um, wrapped up in a scab cocoon <laughs> for 24 hours. Hey, I'm just, I'm always the devil's advocate Not... for this podcast. <laughs> always. The, always. The whole the whole snap he was there thing makes sense. The fact that he didn't get there in 24 hours by being able to run 300 miles an hour. I don't think not. he consistently ran 300 miles per hour. They, they never said one way or another. No, they just said in that one panel that he was running that fast. And I Unless actually he went, got lost. That <laughs> would be possible. a fun little side comic of like where He didn't all... follow the street signs. Yeah. So, <laughs> he so, got lost at Albuquerque. So what you're telling me is. She, he stopped to ask that girl for directions. <laughs> that is exactly what Just happened. Dude, way off topic. What if it is? <laughs> That's why he stopped. That's wild. <laughs> he was lost. And she gave him bad directions. <laughs> That's why he couldn't make it. He, yeah, he got sidetracked with his philosophy. Oh, that's hilarious. All right. Great comic book. Though. Yeah. <laughs> All of the problems. Be. Fixed. Fixed. Bam. That's amazing. I like it. I like that. That is funny. So yeah, I mean it was it was what it was. Yep. Um although to be fair, six issues of this arc was the same as one issue of the X Men. You mean like reading wise? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. One issue of that '90s X Men Magneto. <laughs> Magneto scoffs. He's like, Tony. I said more on this page than Tony said in two issues. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, well, this was this is partially considered to be a big deal because of how it changes. It's where Tony gets his extremist suit, which is a big thing. Like where sure, he can yeah. call it to him, and it's got like he's the story arc that continues from this. I want to say eventually, because he takes over S.H.I.E.L.D. at one point where uh, after Civil War, he becomes the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And when he's the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, I think he gets killed. At, but he because of this whole like integration with everything, I think he uploads his consciousness to like a computer or a satellite or something. And eventually, somehow he makes it back. I don't know. Um <laughs> Sounds, but sounds this right. this like sets Space up Space magic. This sets up things that are more like more to come later almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind so of. So he got rid of his bone but... marrow. <laughs> to put the suit in his bones. But I did think it was kind of cool like when he summons it and it starts like going over it, him and yeah, stuff. Like was. that was cool. Um Especially when you get that early suit-up yeah. moment where it shows how long it takes him to put it on, like that idea of right. actually having to put on like the undersheath and then put on all the armor like you're some kind of knight. And now he can literally just have it bleed out of his skin and attach to him. Yeah, but um, he replaced his bone marrow. Good luck fighting the common cold. <laughs> Replacing blood cells. Hey, yeah. hey, they say the extremists 
is just better. Your yes. organs are better. Everything's better. He, now he has a bone marrow organ <laughs> that he didn't have before. There you go. That won't get hit at all. So, <laughs> so listen, you scientists. <laughs> I, I, I had to do something since dude. you guys were all like, he's going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> also, what is this about the repair center of the brain? I never yeah, I checked that, but I'm, I'm like, I've, you know, let me do this on air. Most of the time, if they get that specific in fiction, including comics, there's something tied to that. Generally, Pat's making a yeah, probably motion, but he's taking a drink, so that's why he didn't actually respond to that. There, mi- there might be some kind of thing, maybe you know, from almost twenty years ago that. <laughs> That, some, they, that, that a, a paper got released paper or something. And then... um, uh, did you guys catch what uh, m- movie this was actually based around, though? There is, a, there is a Marvel movie that this is heavily... They even use Extremis in it. It works differently, but they use it. You guys... You guys have no say clue. Avengers movie or Iron Man movie? I said Marvel. Marvel, Marvel. movie. Um. I, an Iron Man movie would be a good guess. <laughs> and is it the third one? It is. The third one, uh, the people who uh, can, like, like blow fire and explode, I believe, are injected with extremis in the movie, is what it is. Huh. And uh, his suit, I think, like how he can call it by that one, right? At the end, I don't remember all of the details. Um, Because that's my least favorite. Oh, that's not true. And it's no longer my least favorite Marvel movie. The Eternals is below Iron Man 3. Um, The only time I've ever seen Iron Man 3 is in the movie theater when it came out. I have never rewatched that movie because I disliked it so much at the time. I think I watched it once and was like, ooh, pass. Yeah. Um, And so uh, this comic did inspire uh, Iron Man 3, though. That is the, hmm. the like, storyline. And I want to say, you know the Dr. Killian or whatever that kills himself in the beginning? Yeah. Uh, I think that's the main bad guy in 3. I think that's the guy. I'd have to guy. do some looking up, but I don't. But care. we don't care enough to do that. So if we're wrong, we're wrong. Um, Correct. <laughs> right. <laughs> if we're wrong, we're wrong. Right. Right. Um, anyway. But, yeah, Iron Man 3 it had some extremist ties to it. Also, there's something to think of. Well, never mind. We're not going to talk about the Iron Man or Marvel movie franchise right now. I just don't. There's nah. no. I know that the reason we made this podcast is because it's a book club for people who enjoyed the movies. But we've talked enough about it uh, saying that the uh, origin was probably from this and the suit design was, for the most part, from this as well. Mm-hmm. At least um, the early movies. Yeah, that's what I'm... Iron Man 1. Iron Man 1. And then Iron Man 3 is where they they tried to incorporate ideas from this. And this is the story arc. I want to say this run only goes to like 14 or 16 Hmm. in the app is what it showed. Um, Like, I don't think the run's that long. I wonder if it would be Um, better later on. Well, it ends with Civil War. Oh. So, and that is decent. It, It also struggles a little bit at the end um and some of the tie-ins are really interesting uh you kind of like flashpoint but more important almost the tie-ins to civil war can literally change your opinion on the debate in the comic we'll read that eventually that's definitely going to come up 
that's a that's a must must read one of these days yeah did you have a favorite character <laughs> i did patrick's thinking uh let will go first uh, I picked Sal, the old guy in the woods. He was the only one that had any kind of decent character. I knew you would say that because you've wanted to try DMT, and he talks about DMT. And I was like, Will's going to automatically like him because he's mm-hmm. doing the drugs that Will's never done. Because Will doesn't do drugs, but he said mm-hmm. if he ever does, that's going to be it. And that was literally what Sal talked about. Yeah, I mean, his ideas about it were a little out there, but... The part about him saying that people have had similar, like experiences, similar experiences while taking it is true. I know that's why you've said that that is the only drug that you've ever been like that would be interesting. Yeah. Is because of all of the things you've read about people's yeah. like reports on it. So yours is science based. Oh yeah, it's more of a hypothetical desire. I guess it's part of it. Yeah. Did you pick somebody? I can't think of anybody. <laughs> that's fine i had to really stretch for a while on i'm gonna who would be my favorite and... i'm gonna say tony stark that's a solid solid choice right yeah uh i'm gonna say iron man not tony Ooh. stark i i liked watching when he would try to fight because i just didn't want to say tony stark <laughs> <laughs> uh, i didn't want to pick the mainstay i didn't want to say the same thing as pat yeah. but yeah, I, it's one of those where it's like, well, if I have to pick a character, Tony slash Iron Man, I guess, is... He did, too, make a joke, by the way. Anyway, so this is this is going to be a short, structured part. Uh, did you have a favorite scene? The the whole um, Tony getting extremis. Like, once he comes out and he's, and he's like, using it? No, like, the whole th- set up. Oh, when they're like going to the room. When they're going to the room mm -hmm. and they're talking about programming it and all that stuff. Yeah, that was interesting. And I like that the panels were arranged in a very cinematic way Mm -hmm. where you, and there was like weight behind it because he was dying. Right. And then it gives you that clue that you need two key cards and not only one person could release it. And I mean, that was. Yeah, yeah. no, that that was a good, that was a good part. Mm -hmm. I agree. That was, I think that was one of the best parts in it, in the whole thing, for sure. What about you, Will? Did you have a favorite scene? I did. It was actually when Sal was talking about mushrooms. Sal was talking about mushrooms, <laughs> and then he was telling them about how he was comparing the two of them, like Tony and Maya, mm-hmm. but it was doing the cinematic thing where he was talking, and it was showing uh, the main bad guy yeah going through the fbi while he was still kind of narrating yes that felt very movie-esque it did that's what i like i'm like that had a little bit of cinematography to it Mm -hmm. from like it was like a movie perspective almost that is one thing that i will say while the story and maybe we would have enjoyed the story more had we not already experienced the movies and things like that and had expectations like that right like there is there is a reality to acknowledge for having some background or understanding with something like that, you know? Yep. The comic, one thing I felt it did well, just like when we talked about Saga, and I said that while I didn't, en- I don't enjoy Saga, I think the artwork is really good. For this, I thought the paneling was really well done Mm. the actual storytelling through the arrangement of the panels when they would choose to show what and from what perspective and different things 
I enjoyed that. I thought it was well structured. I thought the structure of the visual medium was very well done. Um, that's Ooh, structure. Steve likes the structure. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Dang it. Uh, my favorite scene is right after he gets the extremist mm-hmm. and he calls her on her phone. That's literally because <laughs> that is a joke. That part was funny. Was My okay. favorite was... part of that. I can see through that was satellites. the whole reason I like that. And I'm not, I'm literally saying my favorite part is one single panel. And it's when she answers the phone and the next panel, she has that deadpan, I am unamused <laughs> look, side eyeing back towards him. She's like, hold on, I have to get this answers the phone, and then immediately gives a side-eye, totally unamused face. I feel like Sierra could confirm, (laughs) but she may have given you that look at some point in time. I'm sure she's not the only one. Yeah, probably. Um, But that... That's the kind of look I go for uh, a lot of times. When you tell your puns and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Dead man. And that was... And I've seen people give you that look, right? I've seen that. It's amazing. Um, I would say that is my favorite part in the whole book because I thought it was so true to life. (laughs) And it also captured that one moment of Tony being like that. And it was just, I I chuckled enough to go, that was my favorite part. (laughs) Did you have a least favorite character? Do you have a least favorite character? I mean... I've switched this around, by the way. Don't we usually talk about scenes first and then characters? I don't remember. Anyway. You're the Who knows? Guy. Yeah, isn't that Our structure's weird? been thrown off. Um, we haven't recorded an, a true issue in a while. I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna have to say the bad guy. Yeah, ra- just, terrorist man. Yeah, the ter- Mason? T- terrorist man. Mason? Malin? Malin? Malin. Malin. That's, Malin. That's what yeah, it was. He just... Waylon Malin. He was just... Uh, bland. Angry, bland white guy anarchist right <laughs> like, what about you are you gonna say tony because he uh, was disappointing he was um hmm. nah, i'd probably go with main character or not main character uh main bad guy melon too okay is yeah just not just not up not to compelling just enough not, he's just a bad bad guy now here's the real question is he the main bad guy or is she technically uh, since she tried to get away with being like that. He is. <laughs> He's the main violent bad guy. Because while she gave them the serum, whatever. With, I mean, she literally said that it was okay that they killed 50 people because she knew that was a risk. I understand. Okay, okay, I'm just saying. She's the mastermind. He was the one who did all of those bad things. Mm. She enabled him. But he did those. He had a choice not to. He did them anyway. I mean, he did. He was kind of set up to do them. I mean, he was part of a terrorist cell. So he was a terrorist. I understand. (laughs) See, I would consider her technically... He was the main antagonist of the story. Because even if she didn't give him those things, he He probably probably still still would have killed a bunch of stuff. Stuff, people. A bunch of stuff. He just killed. He a bunch smashed of stuff. that computer and broke that stapler, and all that stuff is dead. Um, yeah, I'll just pick him too because it was like, yeah. 
I also yeah. thought that there would be a better dynamic between her and Tony. And you know, like, yeah. do you know, like, in movies when you're like, oh, the movie wasn't bad, but the chemistry between the main characters just wasn't there. Sometimes, like, there's a romance, and the actors just, they don't convey it believably, right. and you're like, hmm, I didn't really like that. I almost felt like that about these drawn people that I was yeah. like, I feel like they are supposed to have a more, like, more of some kind of connection, maybe. Especially because there was that one flashback panel to well, them, like panels when, when they, they met Tech West. Yeah, and they met and each she other like, and Sal. Grabs his hands like, "Come on with me. We're gonna go watch this conference." And he's like, well, "Okay, right." Yeah. Okay. I just thought that that was kind of bland. That they yeah. were bland. I expected them to have a better dynamic with each other. I don't know. Especially because they never explained. There's a dialogue when she first calls him where they made an oath to always answer each other's calls and messages. Right. It's like, why? What What happened? Is there like a, a blood pact now between the two of you? It's possible. She did make extremists. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe it felt so flimsy. Maybe for extremists, they, she had in, instrumists. Oh, jeez, Alstromus, <laughs> which was an instrument to the um, him answering her phone calls. So, yeah, you're was... stretching a bit there, Pat. <laughs> you're you're trying. I don't know what you're talking about. I've just been sitting in this chair. I'm not I stretching at all. I knew there was going to be a stretching joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this podcast has went on too long. Wow. It's only been like what thirty episodes, forty. Oh, I don't, I don't watch them. Or thank to you, them, Will. So. Thank you. Uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> I, anyway. I, uh, oh, we're not done yet. No. Did you have a least favorite scene? Probably that the thing where he stopped and asked that girl for directions. <laughs> I guess we did already, kind of. <laughs> this that whole scene didn't we yeah we did yeah we did that and the scene where his family gets killed because ultimately it feels kind of pointless like yes. like it doesn't do anything for that character i didn't feel any different by the end about that than i did in the beginning really it's just right. weird like the whole thing it's like it had a lot of ideas but they didn't come across well which is interesting that people are like yeah, read this one <laughs> Yeah, well, I think we get a lot of our stuff from online, and so sometimes Dude, we're stretching. I'm talking about being in the comic world for years. Uh, like this is extremist is something people talk about all the time. Which is, but I think it's partially because it was a benchmark where they changed the technology and they set up some stuff and like. But this is the you know what I'm saying. Well, that's like, why I'm wondering if it's if it gets better later on. Dude, but you say it kind of doesn't. I so. just, I just, it's to me, this is just an example of why Iron Man is kind of a bland hero and he was never anybody's favorite until the movie came out. Like, I never talked to anybody in my life before the movies. When I was reading comics and going to like random shops, if you talk about people's favorite heroes, nobody said Iron Man. Now, to <laughs> nobody. Be, to be fair. If I read this back in 2006 when it first came out, and the whole suit coming out of his, but the, the undersuit no, coming out don't of his body. Don't start oh, the no, butt I didn't suit mean. contest, please. 
anyway, yeah, and and him being integrated with technology like that, I think that would have hit different. Yeah, but now we're in the future where technology comes so Where they, you know, Elon Musk is literally trying to work on crap that like that. So (laughs) it's no longer science fiction. It's It's just everyday science. (laughs) So yeah, I think that might be another part of it. That could be. Like Chris said, maybe it's the movies too. Like we got used to movie Iron Man, Mm -hmm. and you know his his character and his his persona, and we kind of got something that was different and. No, I agree. Yeah, I I think that that's part of it. Is your least favorite scene also the when he kills a girl? Uh, we we'll say yes. That? Okay. Yeah, because we're like we're done talking about this. <laughs> that's what it is. I can feel it. We're like, uh, okay. Um, I did find it interesting. There were so many panels at that one part where it just shows like the trajectory of when he's flying. I know, right? I was like, what are they trying to show me? It's very strange. Like I. I don't know. I think they were trying to make it a little bit more actiony, like feeling like you're like, with the momentum. Yeah, of, of like him. how they do that in the yeah. movies. Maybe. He goes through the clouds and pops. Also, back up. when they're like, "Yeah, I need my crate with my car," I know that some cars, like Lamborghinis and Ferraris and different things, are very low to the ground and fairly small. Sure, that crate is impossibly small for a car, for even like a hyper car. I was like. Does it fold Nobody in half? Nobody thinks that's got a car in it. Maybe. What car is he talking about? hear me out. You think it's just a code? There's a bigger crate that that crate went into. But that I expected to see the bigger crate is the problem. <laughs> I expected it to be a bigger crate and then it to actually be the Iron Man thing. Maybe. Plus, when it shows how he has to suit up, it might have... He should have just had it like in a whole standing thing. He really should Again... Have. Something the movie improved on, right? Which probably came at some other point in the Iron Man series. But we watched him suit up in a dramatic way, which was a cool scene in the comic. But he's like literally like sliding it on, like, right? And in the movie, he has like the awesome robots. Which is cool. Like, that's cool. And and so I was kind of like, oh, he just has to like put it on it's so different but i don't know random piece of information you can cut this if you want but (laughs) when i took that class in cleveland for the robotics robotics that guy said that uh, it wasn't him but one of the guys that he was friends with that works there was on the set and those were fanic arms that they used in the movies and they program them to move that's awesome <laughs> that's cool and he's the one that wrote the programs that made him do the do the iron man movements yeah that's cool look at that like technically that means that you're like what three steps away from robert downey yep. jr <laughs> three four like your your stages only a couple stages away from robert downey I'm, nice my uh I, this is completely unrelated but <laughs> talking about being a few steps removed my uncle (laughs) i think i mentioned this in our issue zero about how my uncle made bows yeah because you we were talking about hand bows versus foot bows yeah yeah Yeah. and (laughs) do you remember that 
Where he's like, yes. yeah, you got to use the hand bows. And then he's like, why did I use those foot bows? Just like <laughs> yes. shooting shooting them with your feet. Those videos, which we say in the, that issue way back when, those videos are crazy they when are people crazy. shoot arrows with their feet. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Your saw, uncle making bow, hand bows. I saw some the, lady um, won a medal using her foot. In that's a, just in bonkers. A, in a stand-up where people just because she what? didn't have arms. In a standoff? No, no, she didn't have arms. So she oh. was in a competition. A bow so she was unarmed in a foot. standoff, and she <laughs> and she won using you her feet. You know what? Feet. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there was an uh, Olympic gold that medalist. That is incredible. Well, I don't know if he won that gold, but an Olympic uh, bow shooter who was legally blind. That's cool. He's daredevil. Oh yeah. He <laughs> anyway. just said. Going Sorry for back to the original story. What's your hand bow story? My hand bow story is the. <laughs> producers of the first Lord of the Rings movie got in touch with him to ask him to make the bows for the movie. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then they told him that they had to be made out of fiberglass for insurance reasons. He made his out of wooden sinew, like a very traditional style. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, it has to be fiberglass because that's the only thing our insurance will cover. And he's like, well, then go find somebody else. And he turned him down. He's like, I only make... He could have made bows for a he could have <laughs> but the guy's like no nah, i don't make fabulous bows you gotta go find somebody else i would have been like yeah i can do that <laughs> i'm gonna figure it out because <laughs> this guy i don't know if he ever knew about lord of the rings he made bows and loved out in new mexico that was basically it <laughs> wow that's so interesting thank you for sharing well yeah yeah the disruptor has left the building <laughs> so ratings what are we gonna What are we gonna rate it out of? Pieces uh, of armor, re- repulsor, uh, technology. repulsor. T- how many repulsor? Chest beams. Uh, Chest beams. That'd be good. <laughs> how, <laughs> how many repulsor beams? Sliced vans. <laughs> how many extremis injections? <laughs> how many How many key cards? <laughs> key cards. Shrooms. How many? Good. No, stop it. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What do you think? How many Iron Man suits? I don't know. You know, he does have a lot of suits. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like Mark's 60 and 80 and all, all right. Sure, we'll do suits. Because in, even in this, he had at least two, right? Yeah, sure. And he mentions another one. You're really stuck on wanting it to be mushrooms, aren't nah, you? I was trying to think of something else, but I'm like, there's nothing in there that really, like, Is that interesting? stuck out. Glasses uh, of apple juice. Human cocoons. Uh, um not, tr- heart shrapnel not looking in the mirror how many electromagnets because no. <laughs> isn't that kind of what he does shrapnel how much shrapnel? How, how many pieces of shrapnel did this <laughs> so then does it get so then if you give it a 10 does it mean you want it to die <laughs> i don't know i was like this the higher the number the worse the score <laughs> that rating system will get it kind of confusing because sometimes you have uh, a positive score mm. sometimes you would have a negative how many score. acts of terror no i'm just kidding uh it's just suits Okay, we'll do suits. Yeah, we'll do, do suits. suits. What about Iron Man ballistic? What are those little the little micro bombs? <laughs> we can do micro micro bombs. You want to do? <laughs> they brought sure. those up like three times for <laughs> in that pointless interview, interview in the beginning that I completely that was, forgot about. That is just I also completely forgot about the what the interview in the beginning. I thought that was kind of interesting because I liked that they had him ask why he wanted to interview him. <laughs> 
He's like, why did you let me interview you if you know that I was going to make you sound like a bad guy? And he's like, what do you think you're changing? <laughs> he's like, it was a, I thought it set the character and where he was at as a person really well. Mm-hmm. I actually yeah. thought that that was well done. Sure. Yeah, come on, microbomb. Okay, Pat, how many microbombs are you going to give it? Two and a half. Okay. Ooh, you're more generous than me. I was going to go two. Ooh. And here I was thinking I might give it a three. <laughs> I thought two was generous. <laughs> I was trying to think of where. Also, you heard it here first. I'm more generous than Mo. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we have a two and a half, a two. I'm trying to think if I, because I've given some lower scores to some stuff that I feel like I liked less than this is the problem. So 2.75, 2.38. Stop that. I don't do that, you <laughs> monster. 8675309. <laughs> yeah. Call me later. Tell me about it. I don't even know if Will gets that joke. Oh, 8675309. Mm-hmm. My dad went to school with a kid who had that phone number. We had talked about this on the podcast once, I think. Oh, did we? I wouldn't know. <laughs> sounds familiar. So it looks like you're stuck at a 2.75. But he doesn't do that. I have only done well, that like once or twice. He's stuck between a rock and a hard place. Okay. He's stuck between an Iron Man suit and an extras. I thought you were going to say a van. Didn't he catch the van? Was it a van? It was a it car. Was a car. Was a car. <laughs> <laughs> stuck between an Iron Man suit and a car. Uh, okay. So... Because of my other ratings, I'll give it a two and a half as well then. Because I don't feel like it's a three based on my previous scores. I also didn't feel like um, it was a three. But I so, also didn't feel like it was a two. Which is why I went two and a half. I'm going to go ahead and go two and a half as well. Oh, um, yeah. Rating buddies. Yeah. Wow. That was a pretty low scoring one. And I was like, ah, oh, it's one that, uh, you know, it's, supposed to, it's one that people are... It's a good starting point because it's basically ground zero for it. Basically, like yeah. you didn't have to really know much about what came before. It was a, it, did, it is a good starting point. Like we a, can acknowledge that. Yeah, sure. Just know it. You're probably th- gonna think it's kind of eh. It's kind of eh. So if you like Iron Man, you can try it maybe. <laughs> but like I said, I think I really think it would have hit different in 2006. When it came, I can when see it was, that. For sure. 2002, when was it so, released? Six. Uh, oh, six. six? Okay. Yeah. So here's another thing. If there's a listener out there who did read along, checked out Extremis, please, if you enjoyed it, if or if you've read it before, uh, Logan, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, and you enjoyed Extremis... Go ahead and send us an email. Give us a call. You tell know, us how your, we're wrong. Tell us tell tell us why it is an interesting story to you, or or what made it better than what we made it sound like. Um, or because, tell us you agree. Yeah, if yeah. you agree with us, you can also contact us at longbox at guyswithissues.com. Mm-hmm. So uh, please send it to the longbox, and we will love to hear from you uh, whether you agree. Or if you want to tell us that there's something we're missing, uh, please, please do that for us. Um, If you look in the description of our podcast notes, uh, you will see what we'll read next. So make sure if you've been reading along to check that. You guys have anything else to say? Anything? I don't have anything else. Just our usual. Oh, what's that? I'm Patrick. This is Will. And I'm Chris. 
and we are Guys With Issues. Iron Man. Iron Man. You can catch Guys With Issues anywhere you can find your favorite podcasts. Or check out our website at guyswithissues.com where you can listen, find reading lists to follow along, and get to know us better. Send us emails to longbots at guyswithissues.com and tell us your thoughts or send us suggestions on what we should read next. We would love to hear from our listener. Okay, that's really tasty. Chocolate coffee dragon's milk. Yeah, that's really tasty. I'm drinking on this episode. Dang it. This issue. (laughs) Ding. (laughs) Ding. Anyway. Ding. Now I'll cut that and add it. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I have a ding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I sure hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) What are we even doing tonight? What? Does that get left in? I guess we'll find out. I will listen, and if it is not in there, I will be upset. I created a ding. Will? Okay. Let me... I feel my face is red. Is it red? A little bit, yeah. I can feel it. Will, I do not believe you. Challenge me, bro. Challenged. You have been challenged. You will not listen to this episode. I will come back, and I will say... This issue, when it comes out. Chris always puts the end credits in. Uh Uh-huh. I'll come back and I'll say what the end credits are. That just means you listened to the end credits. (laughs) Dang it, you're smarter than I thought you were.